Hey, what's what is up, going guys? on, Bridge Youth? How you guys doing tonight? You guys Woo! try to catch us slipping, but that's impossible. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to our Bridge Youth online experience. You guys already know how we get. We get absolutely crazy. The cameras sometimes mm -hmm. go off because of how crazy we get. Just kidding. Do not email <laughs> us. Anyways, guys, we're going to be going into worship tonight. Boys versus girl games yeah, and an yeah. amazing message brought to yours truly all the way from La Palma Christian Center, Idaho, Columbus, Ellie <laughs> Bloy yeah, we're so excited you guys joined us for tonight. It's going to be an awesome night. We want to encourage you guys to just stay plugged in with us on social media. Tag us on anything if you're posting anything. Make sure that you're doing hype at home. Post that, tag it, and make sure that you have fun tonight. Yes, sir. Have fun tonight. Hey, going into our family time question. Yep, our yep, family yep. time question is this. Denny's or IHOP? Ooh, that's Denny's a good one. IHOP. The battle of the breakfast spots. Quality or quantity? <laughs> Let me say this about Denny's, though. Go ahead. You can get that little two, three, four dollar menu, unlimited pancakes for two dollars. You can't pretend like that's not a steal. That's true. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, Denny's is for the hood. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Let's it's be honest amazing. here. Let's be honest. I love Denny's. <laughs> I'll eat Denny's all day. I. I prefer, uh, give me, I, I, if I have a million dollars in my bank account, right? Uh -huh. Let's just imagine that. And I do. But let's just imagine that. Uh huh. And we go right there down the street, there's Denny's and IHOP. And someone says, JJ, which one would you want to go to? I'm going straight for darn Denny's. Okay. Amen. I'm going Amen. Denny's, and I'm getting that. Hey. Food. It's better. Let's see what the chat's saying. Let's yeah, see what I the chat's the chat. saying. Denny's, Wendy's. for sure. Oh my gosh. And Wendy was delete an option. that comment a little later. <laughs> Denny's, bruh. Denny's, Denny's, Denny's. I want to hear somebody who's I going hop. different. Oh, IHOP. Tiffany. Lexi Lee. Tiffany. Respect to all the people who are going to defend IHOP in the chat against all the other people that are saying <laughs> Denny's. Respect for that. You know, like, what's a, um, like, would you rather get, like, waffles, pancakes? Or French toast. Or French toast. Oh, like, okay, like, let's say, like, you're at your restaurant, whether it's Denny's or IHOP. You say French toast, Corey? I'm more of a pancakes guy. I was going to say waffles, so we got waffles? a little bit of a schism. Yeah, I think we're going to have to deal with that later and fight. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, so you guys can go ahead and battle it out in the comments. We're going to get into our giving message. We don't want you guys to ever feel like you have to give to be able to join Bridge Youth or be able to attend. It's very much a give if it's something that you're convicted about. Um, even in the season that we're in, if, it, if it's something that God has put on your heart and you want to still give, you can still do that through the Bridge Church app or the bridgechurch.tv. And there's going to be different ways you can give if you guys just follow the avenues through those ways. And if you want to give, you can go ahead and do that right now. Yep. Hey, we're going to be going into your guys' favorite <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Beater is the worst thing on earth. Anyways, <laughs> uh, favorite part of announcement, guys. I mean, your favorite part of the night is announcements, okay? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Speaking in tongues, now that Elliot's here. Anyways, Kenneth, what is our first announcement, dude? Yeah, first announcement is Sunday services. If you guys are only watching on Wednesdays, you're only watching half of what it is our church offers. As far as services for you guys, we want you guys to be able to participate on Sundays as well. And we have awesome services at 9.30 and 11.30 online at the Bridge Church or on the Bridge Church app. Yes, we do. Our Sunday services are amazing. Mm -hmm. Guys, every day we have something lit on social media. Yep. We had Monday, our memes are off the charts. We have <laughs> Alexa on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we have service. Thursday, what do we have Thursday? I don't know. I'm going to find out <laughs> tomorrow. And Fridays, we usually have 
something cool as well, but be there. Check it out. It's amazing. <laughs> and Chandler's Guided Prayer was absolutely amazing, so check that out. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, guys. Next announcement is our house party connect groups. If you do not already have a connect group that you can join after service today, you can go ahead and DM the Bridge uh, Youth Instagram at bridgeyth underscore. And if you do already have a connect group, we're going to be running those after service. They're awesome. They're really fun. It's a yep. great way to stay connected with other people like while we're still at home and we can't like meet with each other as much as we want to. So make sure yep. you join a house party connect group and get connected after service tonight. Yes, and our last announcement, guys, we will be having some camp it's gonna Woo! be off the charts it's gonna be amazing guys it's gonna be one of the best summer camps in this world in this year in yeah, this yeah. millennium i don't even know what that exactly means but <laughs> google it yourselves that's not my job summer camp is gonna be absolutely amazing guys tune in for it i'm not exactly sure on the dates but it's gonna be amazing either way uh-huh and we're gonna be getting into our game for tonight yes sir the series is tied two two Guys versus girls. Yes. And for this game, we are going to be reviving a much-loved, much-anticipated, much-asked Pictionary yes, game sir. for you guys. Woo! So you guys, if you were here, like, what was it, four weeks ago, I guess now? Um, I can't count, but yes. Yeah, we can't add. But a couple weeks ago, <laughs> we did Pictionary for the first time, and it's what kind of sparked this guys versus girls game. Yeah. And um, it's really fun. JJ, do you want to explain the rules for them real quick? Yes, let me just look them up real quick. Totally kidding. <laughs> guys, the rules for Pictionary is very simple. There is going to be a word for our host to write down on this beautiful whiteboard uh -huh. behind me. I don't know why I did full 360 to show you that. I should have just done it a little to the side. <laughs> Anyways, they're going to be writing on the board. And they are going to be, I mean, it's going to be boys versus girls in the comments. You guys will be guessing what exactly it is our artist is writing. Mm -hmm. Very simple. It could be a dog. It could be a cat. It could be Barack Obama. It could be <laughs> Kenneth McCall. It could be J.J. Rodrigo. It doesn't matter. It could be anything. So, guys, let's bring up our wonderful artist guest. Yeah, should we uh, showcase them if you guys want to just make a runway yes, out me, of this let's stage? Let's get on the side over here. Go Can ahead and do your thing. We're going to have our first model Whoa, coming. First model coming in. Here we have our youth pastor, much loved Corey White, yes. in his Lakers jersey. Oh, Whoa. blindfold's already on. The second model crashed into our first, Elliot, who is reluctantly wearing a Raiders yes, jersey. Yes, he is. I heard that his new team. And we have the <laughs> one and only, the beautiful Tommy. The beautiful the and newlywed Tommy. Me. Newly wed. <laughs> I bet his life's got better. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be doing it the way you guys already know how to do it. It's going to be guys versus girls. So we're going to have one of our lovely models draw yes. um, a picture for you guys on the whiteboard. First person to guess what it is that's being drawn in the comments is going to win a point for their team. And whoever wins tonight brings their team up in the series, which is currently tied yes. two to two. All right, Corey, uh, can you see anything? <laughs> All right, I'm pretty sure you can't see anything. <laughs> I know what mine is. All right, you do? Yeah. All right, should I spin you? No, nah, maybe that's extra. How will I Maybe that could be part of the mission, but we won't do that this week. All right, did you see your uh, first thing, Corey? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, okay Corey's right. going. We might have to get a zoom on the camera, but Corey, you can go ahead and start drawing. I got my eyes on the computer. Let me see. Tommy, just so what you know, Quentin Medora said do a backflip. <laughs> I don't know if you could just uh, send him a send him like a Snapchat of doing one later. All right, what I see so far is the Applejacks man, but that is not what he's supposed yeah, to be drawing. See the comments. <laughs> it's just a oh lie. Oh my gosh! That's, that's retired sergeant. 
if you've seen The Princess and the Frog, the voodoo man is pretty much what Shalati looks like. Um, let me see. All right. Okay. He has drawn the first drawing. Let's what see in the, the comments. One? We're going to be dealing with the lag. Flower. No, it is flower, not a flower. No. The first guesses I'm seeing are flower. flower. No, no flowers. Oh, Jaden with Jayden the with the, with the tree. With the tree. All right. Boys I get first Groot. point. Amber. I am Groot. Good job, Jaden. Followed quickly by Alexa Krauss, Melinda, Adley. Oh, yeah. The girls are just a second behind. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the next one, yes. and that was a tree. It was a tree, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you have any questions or concerns or arguments for it being anything else, go ahead and delete your comments. Anyways, we're going to go on to the next one, guys. Our guest speaker, Elliot, Elliot Bland, who is rocking Cortez's today. Jacobs from Los Raiders. Elliot, did you take art in middle school? Nope. He said no. What grade did you? Oh, wait, I was about to say what grade he got. <laughs> he didn't take art. Uh, what grade did you get? I don't remember. He okay. doesn't remember. We're going to go with uh, whatever grade. You guys can grade him in the comments, maybe. <laughs> All right, Elliot is going to start his drawing now. All right. His, his pen is a bit faded. Should we restart it and have a... He's fine, you think? Can you see? Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's they can fine. see it. They can see it on the screen. You're good, bro. Might I say it's a fantastic drawing of what you're supposed to be drawing so far. Oh, wow. That's actually not bad. <laughs> can they see that? I cannot deny that that is amazing. That is not bad. All right. Let's see if they get it. I can, I can see it, but I, I, can, I don't know granted these TVs are pretty big. All right, let's see who said it first. Circle, smile, baby, <laughs> baby boy, smiley face, JJ. <laughs> what? Yep. You got it right, Belinda. Go ahead and exit Good job. Out. Good job. Iris got it. Where? Happy face. We haven't even seen it on the we laptop yet. We haven't seen it yet. So We're going to have to Amber, just take the girls. Oh, uh, Trump. Iris got uh, it. Iris got it. Donald Trump, and it is tied one to one. Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're going to need to give Elliot a different... Man, we'll remember that for next okay. time. That's right. His drawing was A1. They got it. Innovator, <laughs> pastor, leader, husband, <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> Tommy's <laughs> drawing the next <laughs> mistress. Hey, All right. Go. Let's go. Tommy's writing our next option B. What is the word? In the waiting room, I guess. I don't know. How <laughs> Tommy Maybe. has got our right, next go ahead, drawing. You yeah, can go, go ahead, ahead and start. You can, I, technically you can do two. There's no rule against it. Yeah, I'm mad at you. I don't even remember what this is. Oh, I don't. Wow. You can try and guess it. I'm actually thinking oh, this is going to be really good. That's really good. Yeah, I, no, honestly, I think it's very I'm good, happy to be that. honest. Oh. What? Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, wow. I'm shook. Wow, man. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead to the side real quick, Tommy, so they can see it. You... <laughs> That is good. That is very good. We're we're a bit we're a bit we're a bit <laughs> laggy. Everybody's Kai Dunn yeah. said dog. Yeah, that was good, Tommy. That was I just spent the past like twelve hours with Kai's dog, Dexter. Okay. Who's awesome. Oh yeah, that would have been good. That was a great drawing though. No one can deny that that was a fantastic <laughs> drawing. <laughs> Geo said cat. And Quentin said, cat. Those are good. <laughs> Great guesses, guys. Great guesses. Corey, there you go. 
All right, we're going back to Corey for the next one, and Corey it is currently um, guys right two <laughs> and ladies one. Uh, Corey is putting on his blindfold, still about six feet away from the. All right, let me guide you to your uh, canvas. You can. You can see a little wow, bit. so honest. That has to just add a twist. It just adds. Yeah, we're ready. Good. You can go ahead and go. What is his? Quick clue for this drawing. You can see this oh, okay. thing at the beach. Well, I guess you could technically see it pretty much anywhere from the surface of the earth. Um, interesting fact about this. <laughs> 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 oh my uh, gosh. Okay, Corey, you are good to go. Up. Oh. I love the detail. Yeah, the detail. Is it extra? Who knows? Photo it is a good drawing. <laughs> Somebody. Oh, he's going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, already. Malia. Malia Singh said son. Just before Jaden Oh, Jaden's right underneath. We're going to give it to Jaden. Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is two to two. Two to two. two to this is uh, this is gonna come down to the wire. Oh, thanks, Doc. Oh, be careful with this one, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Elliot. All we need is for people to boost Elliot's confidence yeah. in the chat. Yeah. Go ahead and tell Gas Elliot that he's an amazing artist. He's a handsome young man. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Right Go now. right now. Should we say no words just to make it more yeah, difficult? All right, no okay. words just to make sure. Let's see. He's gripping the side. <laughs> He's going. He said. He said, "I'm going down." I'm All right. Timber. That's, not That's not bad. All right. Oh my gosh! Wow! I'll, I'll, I'll accept. I'll accept it. If you can, if you can, st if you can guess props. it, if you can guess it, then that would be mad props. He's bringing in his own props. <laughs> Let's see who gets it first. <laughs> it's gonna be a minute before we get it through the lag. Yeah. Amber's probably gonna be the first person to see it. Avatar. I honestly do think it's good. Uh, she's, uh... Abby said Africa. Do we count leaders? This is a youth game. <laughs> I don't know. Quinton I suppose we have to count that. leaders to be fair. I guess we'll allow it. It's no longer youth, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> this is man versus woman. All right. We're going to go to an easy one for the next one. Oh, yeah. This Tommy. easy one. Tommy, let's do it. <laughs> All right, if you Tommy. draw two shapes very well, oh, your 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 pen's yeah, upside yeah, down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he almost erased the whole thing. Okay. There you go. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Go ahead and add some details. Is it visible from the angle? Yeah, of the it should it be. is. Tommy might be uh, Vincent Van, Van, Van Gogh. Whoa, there you go. Add some that's details. Tommy. That's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. Let's go. Let's wait. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good, they probably did. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, mm. Malaya. Who? Uh, Malaya, bro. Malaya is great at this. Kai said a pyramid. That's an adorable guess, Kai. She is cheating with uh, faster Wi-Fi. So <laughs> we're going to give it to the first guy. We'll right, congrats, oh, wait, wait, Malaya, for, for having uh, Oh, yeah, it should be four, four now Four to ladies. two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys congrats, and girls, Malaya we are slacking the tonight. Ladies. The girls are up. Please, guys, pull through because Amber will not <laughs> let it go if not. <laughs> All right. Yep. yep. All right. The next drawing is from Corey. You can go ahead and begin. That one's not too bad. Corey's got it. Come Let's on. Let's see it, Corey. Boom. First line. Decent. Oh, my. Add some details. You can add some details if you want. That's it is very good so far, though. Just, just try your best. You just try your best, bro. Okay. <laughs> All right. Add some more details. Okay. For me. I don't, oh, you looked. Well, we're gonna let that one. I already know what some are gonna guess. Let's see. That is that is a very very good drawing. I think I think there's times where we're blocking the drawing. Oh, are we? Are we blocking right now? No way. Who? Malaya, dude, Malaya oh, is a really? beast. Malaya wow. is that so raven? She, she must see have the seen the background with all the words on her. Malaya is mean? taking the girls to victory, and I Dang, can't hate. And the girls, the girls, look at all of them. Everything right. after that was girls only. Oh, Kai too. Wow, the girls are pulling girls a little comeback. The girls are doing the darn thing. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Elliot. All right. Elliot's going crazy. I don't know why Elliot's oh, getting wait. all the most difficult drawings. No, the guys, <laughs> the guys have to get the rest of the three to get a tie. Aaron Crane and Laura oh, said Waffle mind. Cone, <laughs> which is a great addition to what it already was. Yeah, you can go, yeah, Elliot. Go ahead, go ahead. If the guys get this one, we will be doing a double points the next one. Oh, yeah, if the guys get it, we'll say double points. Dude, wow. Wow. Dude. What a king. All right, let it go. There you go. Oh, gross. I can't, I can't tell you. That's actually good. That's actually good. Oh, you said gross. Gross. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a squinter. This is going to be a bit of a squint. All right. Wait, let's make sure we're not blocking it. Yeah. In the screens. Is it good? That is a fantastic drawing. Yeah. If you know what it is, you can definitely guess it. Plant. Plant. Oh, so close. Natalie, it is not a plant, but that was a Ask good guess halfway through drawing. Oh. Alexa said cup. Oh, Alexa wow. Hoff said boba. All right. Good job, girl. ladies. I'm pretty sure we said that one was double points, too, as yeah. well. So. All right. We have one more. Should we, we just one more. do it for the fun? The next right. one wins. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> next one is quadruple that's points. Every, that's what every person does in a I know, game bro. when they're losing. They just do your next one. The girl, it's yeah, all guys on it's all guys on this stage, so of course we're gonna say yeah. last point wins. We're a bit of biased cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Tommy, you got this. Yep. All right. there you go, There's bro. your canvas. There you go. I'll move a little. Yeah, the boys just uh signed out Yeah, of the here's chat a little clue. Today. The boys ought to get this one. We need to go back to music ones, Kenneth, so we can get the boys back up. Yeah, I know, right? So we could have picked squinted. just manly things to draw, like dumbbells or something. Yeah. yeah, this one's this one's this one's pretty manly. 
Tommy does a pretty good job, in my opinion. I know, for a blind man, I gotta say that's amazing. Well, that's actually not too bad. I would, uh, I guess, different interpretations, I, yeah. You know, to be honest, I think it looks good to us because we know what it's supposed to be. If I came in, if I came in not knowing what that was, I would, I would not know what Sorry. it is at all. I'm trying to look at these answers. I don't even know what I would say it is, to be honest. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, anyone <laughs> comment yet? No, yet. Governor. All right, come on, guys. We know the drawing isn't uh, Tommy's best, but it is doable. A quad, roller skates, bike. Kaylee said motorcycle. Dude, the ladies absolutely wrecked us today. Let's go. Let's gonna, we're going to quadruple we're gonna go points. <laughs> All right, ladies. We can't even hate. They absolutely yeah. blew the guys out of the water yep. today. Yep. The only no reason we sound depressed is because we're all guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> boys and girls, we're not going to be playing this game again. But uh, What are we going to do next week? Guys, gonna... next week we need to bring it back. Yeah, we need a game some G that stuff. is completely masculine. All <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys. <laughs> it was so much fun playing with you guys. Good job, ladies. Yes. Good job, ladies. We're and we're going to be moving to the next part of our service, which yes. is... Worship. Yep. Catch y'all later. See y'all there. Get hype at home.
praise to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords, to Jesus. Well, I love the line in this song that said, you didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought heaven down. Can I tell you, whatever season of life you find yourself in right now, we do not serve an absent God. We do not serve a distant God who is far away from you. We serve a God who is right here, right now. He's right there, right now with you in whatever season you find yourself in. Maybe this season is one that, that has been actually one of rest and it's really been uh, pretty good and God's taking care of you. God is with you. But maybe this season's been a challenging season for you, a season with, with hurt and, and with fear and with anxiety. God is with you. And here's the amazing thing about knowing that our God is with us. He's got no rival, nothing and no one compares to him. He is all powerful. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, every demon flee. There is healing and provision and deliverance and protection and strength in the name of Jesus for you tonight. And these moments right here, that is why we gather. This isn't just an online hangout. This is so that we together in many locations can experience God. Just a few minutes, we're gonna hear the word of God. In these moments right now, we might not be together in this building, but we're together in God's presence. In God's presence, there can be breakthrough for you. Let's pray. God, you're so good. You are so faithful. You are the name above every name. You are the Alpha, the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the author and finisher of our faith. You are our strength. You're my strong tower. God, you are ever-present help in time of need. So right now, we just pause. We bask in your presence. We look to you. We lean into you right now, just knowing that you're not far. You're not distant. You're not absent. You're right here with us right now. And we thank you for that. Because of that nearness, we have confidence and we have boldness. And no matter what the enemy or the world might throw at us, God, that we know you have good in store for us and you will bring deliverance and victory. We believe that and we claim that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen right there. Give God praise in your living room, in your bedroom, in your family room. Shout at your TV. Throw your remote control across the room. Don't do that. Don't break the remote. Mom and dad will be mad at me if you do. Hey, tonight, I I'm so excited that you've joined us. We have a great night planned for you. Tonight, we're continuing in our series, Why I Believe what I believe. And I'm especially stoked because tonight I'm not going to be preaching to you, but we have got a friend of Bridgeview, someone who is family to us, coming to share the word tonight. So give it up for the one and the only Pastor Elliot Bland. Come on.
What's up, everybody? It's so good to be with you guys live, Bridge Youth. This is such an interesting experience. I'm Elliot. Uh, I'm from Edge Youth. So most of you guys are probably uh, familiar with me because I've gotten to speak to you guys a bunch. I love the Bridge Church. It's always fun to get to come. And so it's cool that in the midst of this quarantine, weird kind of zone that we're living in, that I get to be a part of speaking at the bridge during this, right? I, I think it's, it's like kind of fitting, right? I've gotten to speak at the bridge a bunch of times, so by the time all this is said and done, I'll be able to be like, you know what? Not only did I get to speak there at like hype nights and stuff, I got to speak when everybody was in their homes, and so it's an honor. Let me address the ugly elephant in the room, right? Okay. Me and Corey, we made a, a friendly wager during football season. I was very confident in uh, my team's ability. I am a Colts fan, an Indianapolis Colts fan. And I, to be fair, I was really let down this season. It, it was a punch to the gut when Andrew Luck said he was retiring out of nowhere. Um, but I still thought we could beat the Raiders, you know, because who can't beat the Raiders? Uh, apparently, the Indianapolis Colts cannot beat the Raiders. So I am a man of my word. I'm preaching in this. I don't know if it's going to, like, you know, offset the, the word of God, if it, like, won't return to you because, like, of this. But I'm going to just try to ignore the fact that this is on my, on my body. But uh, it is good to be here. And, and I still have to do what I would normally do if you guys were in the building with me. Before I get into anything, I have to give props and show love to your incredible youth pastors, Corey and Amber. Uh, I, I know that I say this every time that I come here, but I don't mean it any less. They are genuinely some of the greatest people I know. It does feel weirder though, Corey, saying it with like only you guys are kind of some of the only people in the room. It's like more uncomfortable. Uh, but I, I do love Corey and Amber a lot. Seriously, they're some of the greatest youth pastors I know. And I want you guys to realize how privileged you are to have them as your leaders. Seriously. Uh, I think we don't really realize what we got usually until it's gone. But you guys have something amazing with them leading the way and innovating even in the midst of this quarantine. They, they are really doing an incredible job. And so I love you guys and I'm honored to be here. And I, I, you guys are right now in a series called Why I Believe What I Believe, right? And the goal of this series is to develop the ability to verbally articulate why you believe what you believe. And I, I love this idea as Corey was uh, breaking it down to me what, what I was going to be speaking about in the series that you guys are in. Um, I was praying and, and kind of thinking about why I believe what I believe. And I really feel like God has given me a, a fresh word for right now for you guys. Like I, I get excited when I get to go speak places, um, but especially when I feel like I have something new to say. And I really believe God has given me something specifically for you guys to say tonight. And so uh, anyways, Ephesians 2.10, you are God's masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Um, that's a, like a deep cut joke. If you get that, then you've heard me speak at a few different places because I've talked about that. But no, I, I'm going to talk about why I believe what I believe. But before I talk about why I believe what I believe, let me first tell you what I believe so I can tell you why I believe it, right? I think that makes sense, although it might be a little confusing. Uh, so I believe that there is a real God 
who created everything with a plan and a purpose and that he loves us specifically so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins to restore relationship. I believe that the relationship that we have access to, to Jesus, is what we were created for. We were designed to be in relationship with God. And as long as we are out of that relationship, our life is incomplete. I believe that relationship with Jesus is the answer that we are looking for. Some of you guys might not even realize that you're looking for something, but you are. You keep trying to continue to fill your life with a substance, with a different relationship, with an identity, with, with distractions on social media, on Netflix, on the internet, whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm wagering to say that you have found that to come short. And I could say that confidently because I've, I've found that to be the case in my own life and so many others have found that to be the case as well because I believe the answer we're looking for is found in relationship with Jesus. And I don't have to know what your specific problem is to know where your solution is found. That is what I believe. But why I believe it uh, is something completely different. So if you know me you know that uh, I have grown up in church my whole life. Church is basically the only context that I have really viewed the world through. I am a pastor's kid. I have been a pastor's kid my entire life. I've grown up uh, when we had pews and then we got chairs and, you know, like I've seen all of it. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of church. But just because I've grown up in church is not why I believe what I believe. In fact, it might be a reason uh, for the opposite, right? I know a lot of pastors' kids who have grown up in church and because they have been so desensitized to what they've grown up in, they have walked away from the faith. And, and I understand it because believing what my parents believed isn't enough for me. I believe what I believe today and I'm a youth pastor and, and like have committed my life to this because I believe it so passionately that I want to I want to let young people know that this is the answer that they're looking for and and my real reason for believing what I believe is because I have experienced relationship with Jesus. I have experienced real relationship with Jesus and I have found everything that the world has to offer to pale in comparison to relationship with Jesus. And so that's my, that's my reasoning. That's what I really want to talk to you guys about tonight is, is this idea of relationship with Jesus. I know that, that last week, I don't know if I could preach like with a chair. So I'm going to like push it back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I know that last week you guys, uh, you, you talked about, you kicked this series off by saying why I believe what I believe. And, and Corey got to talk a lot about the evidence, which I, I really love that he did that. Because I, I hate the idea that we as Christians are foolish or, or we're, we're ignorant or we're dumb, right? Like, like that the, the Bible is a fairy tale. And like in order to believe in God, you got to hold your breath and cross your fingers and, and wish on a star. Like that isn't true. There is, there is so much fact and science and history that points to what we believe to be true. And, and, and the evidence is a large part of why I believe what I believe. But the, the foundation of my faith, the real reason that I stand here today, that I've committed my life to this, and the reason I believe what I believe is because I have experienced relationship with Jesus. And so relationship with Jesus is what I want to talk about tonight. Experiencing relationship with Jesus. The, the access that you have right now in, in your room, wherever you're watching this, to have a relationship with God. And, and I, I have some things I want to hit and some things I think that maybe can be hindering you from experiencing relationship with Jesus. But before I get into any of that, I just want to frame everything that I'm going to talk about tonight 
with this statement that there is a God, he is real, he has all power and authority in his name, he is the creator of everything, and he desires relationship with you. We are the only religion that teaches that our God, the God that we worship, wants more than just worship service and sacrifice. There's a lot of religions out there and there are a lot of gods that people believe in. But the thing that sets us apart is that we don't just have a, a, a you know, submissive relationship to our, our God. That, that it's, I, I love you, I, I, I need you. And so whatever you want me to do, I will sacrifice, I will serve, I will worship. We have a relationship with our God where he says, I, I, I see all that, I accept all that, but I want relationship with you. Like, I think in Western society especially, we have become so accustomed to hearing this idea that, like, you can have a relationship with Jesus or God cares about you or Jesus loves you, right? That we don't really understand the power of the statement that we're hearing or the statement that we're making, right? The creator of the universe cares about you specifically. That should blow your mind. That should hold some weight when you hear it. And so I really want to, like... Focus on this really quick so you understand that I'm not just saying some churchy thing. I'm saying a a, a truth that should shake the foundation with which you view the world. That you matter so much that the, the God who created everything put on flesh and died on a cross for your sins. And if it was just you, he would do it all over again. I'm telling you, like, understand that today. Because we're talking about relationship with Jesus. And, and so I, I thought if, if relationship with Jesus is why I believe what I believe, then there's no better thing to talk about than three specific people who had relationship with Jesus in a way that I could only dream of, that I'm only going to have when I die one day and go to heaven. I want to look at three of Jesus' disciples, three of the dudes who got to eat with him, who got to drink with him, who got to travel with him, who got to cry with him, who got to laugh with him. Like these guys experienced relationship with Jesus in a way that we can only imagine. I can only, just kidding, but... They experienced relationship with Jesus, and and the three specific disciples that I want to look at tonight, I feel like show us things that either could have hindered their relationship with Jesus, but they didn't let them stop, or in one instance, something that did hinder their relationship with Jesus and and stop them. But before I do that, real quick, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this. I want to do like a a quick challenge. I'm going to put, there's only like a few people who are socially distanced and following all the rules. Uh, But I'll I'll challenge Corey and JJ. If either of you can come up here right now and list all 12 disciples, I will give you $20. If you could come up here and list all 12 disciples, I'll give you $20. Okay. I just wanted to like flex on them. I couldn't do it either. I like looked it up earlier today. But like, just so you know, The 12 disciples are Peter, James, John, Philip, Matthew, also known as Levi, James the Younger, uh, Jude, also known as Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Andrew, Nathaniel, also known as Bartholomew, uh, Doubting Thomas, and Judas Iscariot. Those are the 12 disciples. I thought you went to college for this, JJ, but hey. Yeah, that was fair. It was, hey, I'm keeping $20. I knew I wasn't going to have to give it to anybody, so that's good. But, you know, 
We're familiar with, with some of the disciples, right? Some of the disciples are like really popular characters in the Bible. We all know Peter. And like some of the disciples had like really cool nicknames too. You know, like, like Peter, well, well, his name was originally Simon. And Jesus looked at him and he's like, no, you look more like a Peter to me, a.k.a. The Rock. You thought that Dwayne Johnson was the first one to come up with that nickname? No, no, no. It was Peter The Rock, right? He, he was Cephas and he was the right-hand man to Jesus. We all know that dude was hot-headed. He cut people's ears off, but we love him, right? Uh, and then there was James, and, and he was the son of thunder. Dude, what a dope nickname. You know how there was two James in the crew? So there was James, the son of thunder, and then there was James, the younger, but they also called him James, the lesser. How, how messed up, bro? Like, like I've, had, I've had friend groups that have multiple people's names, but usually we'll just resort to their last name or like something like that. But they're like, no, 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 we got James, the son of thunder. And the other James is like, cool, then I'm just James. And they're like, no, 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 that's confusing. You'll be James, the lesser, right? So there's like James, the son of thunder. And then there's John, the beloved, right? Basically like I was Jesus' favorite sort of a thing. But those aren't the ones that I want to talk about tonight. I want to look at three of the lesser known disciples. Well, not necessarily lesser known. One specifically is really well known, but for something that I'm sure that he's not very proud of, right? But I want to look at three of the disciples that we don't talk about that much. Or when we do talk about them, it is only for some negative things that happen to them. But I believe that they still had a real relationship with Jesus and that the negative things that happened can show us some things that might get in the way of us experiencing real relationship with Jesus and essentially believing what we believe, okay? So I want to look at Nathaniel, Judas, and Thomas. Man, that's a lineup right there, right? So I want to first start by looking at Nathaniel, okay? Nathaniel is a disciple who really doesn't get listed, like, at all. He's kind of, he's that one that if you were going to list it, if Corey or, or JJ had the guts to come up here and try, I'm sure they would have got Peter and Andrew and Philip and Matthew, but they would have been like, who is that other guy? And I'd be like, Nathaniel, and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that guy existed, right? Because he doesn't really get talked about that much, and the one time the one time we really see Nathaniel listed is when he's being called to follow Jesus, and it really doesn't paint him in the best light. So it's in John chapter 1, verse 45 through 46, and it says this. Philip, who was another disciple, he had just encountered Jesus. He had experienced this, this man that is going to change his life, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to follow you, but let me go get my buddy. He's under this fig tree real quick. I'm going to go tell him what's up. And so Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, come and see. What happens is, is Nathaniel ends up going and seeing Jesus and Jesus like tells him what he was thinking in the fig tree or under the fig tree and he kind of calls him out and Nathaniel's like, man, this dude's the real deal. And he ends up following him and experiencing all that we read, everything all the other disciples got to see, Nathaniel got to see. Everything the other disciples got to experience, Nathaniel got to experience. But Nathaniel's first encounter and first thought when his buddy Philip told him, hey, I think I found the savior of the world. That's what he's saying. The, the dude that Moses talked about, the dude that the prophets talked about, the Messiah, I think I found him and it's Jesus of Nazareth. And the first thing that pops in Nathaniel's mind was this racist saying that they all said back in that day. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? 
Literally, like, like, bro, you, you missed the, the, the least important part of that set, uh, the statement that Philip told you. Where he was from wasn't important. He was telling you what he was about to do. But he says this racist, prejudicial statement that everybody thought about people from Nazareth, that they were no good. That they were less than. That nothing good could come out of Nazareth because of the region. Look, I'm just thankful today. Let me just take a second to say, man, I am so grateful that we have come so far that that was 2,000 years ago. And now we live in a time where people don't make preconceived ideas about other people based off of where they're from. Or based off of the color of their skin. Or based off of the way that they grew up. Aren't you glad that we have, we have found that what Nathaniel said back then was so ignorant? and we don't do it, look, you don't want me to really talk about this because I don't have time, but you guys have been on social media just like I have, and it's time we wake up and realize that that was an ignorant thing to think and say back then, and it's an ignorant thing to think and say right now. We are human beings all created in the image of Christ, and just because someone, their, their skin complexion might be a little bit darker than mine doesn't mean that I am any better than them or that, that my life has any more value than theirs. I'm just saying it's time for us to realize today that we are all created in the image of God. So this is what Nathaniel says. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He's racist and it's, it's, it's embarrassing. But there's, there's a powerful thing that I think we learn from Nathaniel on his initial honest reaction to hearing about Jesus. And this is it. Don't let your preconceived ideas stop you from experiencing relationship with Jesus. Don't let your preconceived ideas stop you from experiencing relationship with Jesus. Let me just tell you this. You would be shocked at how many times me, someone who has grown up in church their whole life, really, I've known no other context in the world except for that of church and Christianity. You would be shocked at how often I have people who have not not only grown up in church, but some have never even stepped foot in a church or had their own experience of what Christianity or church is actually like. How many times I've had them come up to me or them comment to me on social media what church and Christianity is really like. Right? And, and I'm, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm just like, bro, this is, like, this is my thing. You know, like, like. I feel like I'm a person who knows a little about a lot of things. I don't really consider myself an expert in anything. And it's a part of, like, me being a people pleaser, okay? Like, I, I want to know a little bit about what you like so that I can carry a conversation with you and that you remember me and like me. So, like, whatever. I want to know a lot about, I want to know a little about all these different types of music. Like, at least one band that I could be like, oh, yeah, I saw them. Or, oh, they're great. Oh, yeah, like, a, a fun fact to where they're like, man. I like that guy. The only reason that you remember and like people is because they like what you like. There's a fun fact. But like, so I, that's how I am. But there is one subject that I feel really well versed in, and that is church. That is Christianity. This is what I know. And so when someone's trying to tell me what church and Christianity is all about, I'm like, you don't know who you're talking to. Bro, like, like I know the ins and out of this thing. And, and it's, it's kind of bonkers to me that we let our opinion of, of church and Christianity be shaped by people who have never really had a real experience of it. 
It would be like, it would be like if we went to a restaurant, right? And I'm this guy when I go to a restaurant. If I'm going to a restaurant I've never been before, I like to go up and I'm kind of looking at what to order. And I kind of, I know what I like, but there might be like one or two things that like sound or look good to me. And so what I'll do is I'll ask the waiter or the waitress, uh, again, I want them to like me, so I'm trying to be nice. And I'll be like, I'll say, hey, uh, you know, I'm thinking of getting the, the chicken burrito or the, the steak taco. Like, what, which do you recommend? What do you think? Because I know that this person works there and so likely knows what they're talking about. Who are you going to trust when you go to a restaurant? The person that has worked there and tried everything on the menu or your buddy who you went with for the first time and also hasn't tasted anything? I don't turn to my friend and say, what do you think I should order? I look at the person that knows what they're talking about and say, what do you think? Look, I could give you my movie review of the movie Parasite, but I'm telling you, you shouldn't listen to me because I've never seen the movie Parasite, okay? Like, I, I don't want to read the subtitles, but the thing is, I'll tell you what I think about it if you really want to hear but it's not worth really listening to because I don't know what I'm talking about. But this is what we do. We let our opinions be shaped by people who, who, no offense to them, don't really know what they're talking about because their opinions were shaped by other people who opinions were shaped by other people who opinions were shaped by, I'm telling you, we, we, we let these preconceived ideas stop us. And I'll be the first to admit it. Look, Christianity is not perfect. Christians are not perfect. Church is not perfect. We are human beings. We are messed up. We're going to, to let each other down. But stop. Because some of you guys are, are, are not experiencing because of what someone else said. And they don't know what they're talking about. But some of you are listening are like, no, that's not me, bro. I actually experienced it. I had a friend who was a Christian. And if you knew what they did to me, you would be as mad as I was. I, I used to go to church. But then this church did me dirty. And the pastor there, he was supposed to be this good guy. But it turned out he was doing this, that, and the other thing. And I'm telling you, I understand understand your concern, I can understand your hurt, but you are letting imperfect people stop you from experiencing relationship with a perfect God. I'm telling you, stop. Stop letting preconceived ideas get in the way of the relationship that you were created for. Stop letting the Twitter gospel shape your mind. It's time to open up and wake up and say, I am going to think for myself and I'm going to begin to understand this for myself because look, God exists. I believe that with all my heart. And so, therefore, since God exists, we don't get to decide who he is. We can only discover who he is. I don't even want you here right now to just take my word for it, right? Because that would be hypocritical if I'm like, don't listen to what the Twitter people say, but listen to me, right? Like, no, you don't, you don't have to listen to me. I'm asking you to go and seek God out and experience this relationship for yourself because I believe it to be true. I'm passionate about it, and I think it's the answer that you're looking for. But stop letting preconceived ideas understand God is real. So just because someone says, well, this is who God is to me. This is who God is to me. Bro, that would be like if, if I was like, you know, Corey, he exists. He's here. He's in person right now. I can, I can see him, right? But it would be like there, there are facts about Corey. He's got brown hair. He's, uh, you're like, you're white-ish, right? Like you have Hawaiian in you, I think, something like that. Uh, he's a, an average height. Uh, but 
It would be like if I walked in here and I saw all these facts about Corey, but I'm like, no, you know, my comfort level is that Corey is um, actually a little person. And, you know, I'd prefer if he had like an orange afro. And, you know, it would be really cool if he uh, spoke Vietnamese. Like that just is like my comfort level. Like I could want that all day long and I could say that. But he exists, so I don't get to decide who he is. I can get to know him and discover who he is. The same is true about God. God exists, so it's time to stop deciding what we think about him and take time to get to know him. Because relationship with him is what we were created for. Don't let your preconceived ideas stop you from experiencing that relationship. The next point that I want to give you guys is this. Familiarity is not the same as relationship. Let me say that again. Familiarity is not the same as relationship. And right now, I'm speaking to all of the Christians watching this. All of the people who, who like me, who are in the same boat. We consider ourselves followers of Jesus, right? Like we, we wear the label Christian proud. Maybe you even got a, a Bible verse on your Instagram bio. Wow, man, you're suffering for God right now. That's amazing. But I'm talking to us. Because this point is one that we need to learn. Familiarity is not the same as relationship. And you want to know who we learn this point from? No other than the king scumbag himself, Judas Iscariot. He's the one who teaches us this lesson. The idea that familiarity is not the same as relationship. Judas was the disciple who betrayed Jesus. In case you forgot, it would be pretty hard to not remember that. Because that is basically the only thing that he is known for. He's remembered, his name is synonymous with betrayal and evil and all around just being a bad person. There's a reason that there are not a lot of kids today running around and parents saying, hey, Judas, come here, right? Like, like it's kind of tainted the name Judas because he is remembered for the biggest betrayal in human history, the biggest lapse of judgment in human history, the worst decision I feel like any person has ever made. In selling out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But you want to know something? Christians watching this tonight. The disciple that you and I are most like is none other than Judas. And I'm not just saying that for dramatic effect. I believe it with all my heart. Because so often we find ourselves in the same boat that Judas was in without even realizing it. Right? Judas was known for the betrayal, but we forget that Judas was one of the 12 people that Jesus hand-selected to be in close proximity and personal relationship with him here on earth. Judas saw the miracles. Judas was there when demons were, were, were leaving people's bodies. Judas was there when blind eyes were being opened. Judas was there when Jesus fed the 5,000. Judas was there when Jesus walked on water, Judas was a part of all of it. But somewhere along the line, he got more caught up in the traditions and customs and going through the motions and lost sight on the person and the power of Jesus. Judas knew a lot about Jesus. Judas probably knows more about Jesus than you and I ever did. Judas knows what Jesus' laugh sounds like. Judas knows what type of meals Jesus preferred. Judas knows what, what Jesus' sleep schedule is like. Judas knew Jesus in a way that a lot of people didn't. He knew a lot about him, but he missed the opportunity to truly know him. Because I know that if Judas truly knew him, he would never have sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. But how often 
How often do we get stuck in familiarity? How often do we get stuck in going through the motions? We know the prayers to pray. We know the songs to sing. We know the the parts when we are supposed to lift our hands and cry and the verses that we should say. And we even know what not to say when certain people are around. We know how to act and we know what to do. But we miss out on the person and power of relationship with Jesus who is right in front of us. And the reason I know that that's the case is because we do exactly what Judas did. We would say, you would say, no, 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 that's not me, Elliot. You're you're being a little dramatic right now because I'm not Judas, bro. I'm more of a Peter. I'm like, I'm I'm John the Beloved, bro. You better check yourself. But I'm telling you, you want to know how I know it? I'm talking about myself too. I know it. Because we go through all the motions, and when the, when, it, when the time comes to make the difficult decision, just like Judas was faced with, are you going to stay true and loyal to Jesus, or are you going to sell him out for 30, 30 pieces of silver, bro? That wasn't even that much back then, right? Like, like you know how sometimes when you read stories in the Bible and they say a, an amount, and you're like, what is that? And it's like, well, that was like $5 million, and you're like, whoa, that's crazy. It wasn't even like that. 30 pieces of silver was not this substantial amount of money that was going to drastically change Judas's life. It was cheap. It was way less than Jesus was worth, but it wasn't really about the amount. It was about the fact that he had lost sight of what was important. And he knew about him, but he didn't truly know him. And this is what we do. When it comes time to make the difficult decision of staying true to Jesus and the relationship that you know to be fulfilling to your soul... Or selling it out for cheap, selfish desires. What do we do? What do we do? We find ourselves back in the same temptation. Back in the same boat that we were in. And again, we sell Jesus out for some video on the internet. We sell Jesus out for some opinion of friends. We sell Jesus out for likes on Instagram. We sell Jesus out for all of these things that are never going to fulfill our souls. But it's because we've lost sight of who he really is. Because we can know a lot about him. And we can quote all the stories. But I'm telling you, the key to, to seeing you stop selling out yourself and your savior for cheap thrills is to begin to genuinely know him because as you begin to know him you begin to know his worth and you also begin to know your worth because you were created in his image and those things that were so hard to say no to become easy because you say I know my value I know the value of my savior and it doesn't even compare I remember vividly moments in high school where I just like you have gone to services and had the goosebumps and the chills and been like oh my gosh I feel like Jesus is in this room and then I go back to my home and back to my room and I'm like where is God is he even real I couldn't feel him if I tried right now and I say I feel alone I feel empty I feel anxious I feel worried I feel like you're not there And I remember vividly a moment in high school where I felt that low. And I went on Instagram and I saw my friends and they were at a party and they were having fun. And I like that part of me that used to be like, man, that looks like it's it. That looks like the answer, man. Like I I should probably just go and join them. I was acutely aware to the fact that what they were doing was so empty and so, so fake and so fleeting That even in my loneliness, even in my emptiness in the moment, I knew Jesus enough personally 
to even when I didn't feel the chills and the goosebumps, to stand on the foundation that he was the answer and to be able to say no to something that would never solve any problems. I knew that it might distract me, but ultimately I'd find myself in the same boat and Jesus has constantly proved himself to me to be the answer. And so I might not feel him in this moment, but I know that he is true and I have genuine relationship with him that will carry me through those low points. Familiarity is not the same as relationship. The last disciple that I want to look at tonight is Thomas. You know, and, and Thomas, this is the thing too, Thomas had some cool things about him. Thomas was a twin. They, they talk about this like all the time when they mention Thomas, which just proves to me that twins were just as cool back then as they are now. Like, like how crazy is it that Jesus was walking around with his disciples and they're like, bro, look, they look the same. Like, like they, 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 in 2,000 years, it's never stopped being like, Bro, they are, the, that's the same person. It's cool. If you're a twin, you're so lucky. But like Thomas was a twin and they mention that all the time. Thomas, he had this really cool moment that doesn't really get talked about in, in John eleven sixteen, 16. Where they're, they're talking about how Lazarus just died. And uh, Jesus is using some real dramatic language. And everyone's real quiet. But it, the Bible specifically mentions that Thomas pipes up and says, well, let us go and die with him. And just like this like baller, boldness, courage of like, that's, that's. Peter's line, you know what I'm saying? Like in the script of the Bible, that's what Peter was supposed to say, where he's like, oh, we'll die for you, Lord. Like that was Thomas though. He was like, hey, if nobody else is going to say it, I'll do it. But Thomas is not known for that. Thomas isn't really remembered for being a twin. Thomas is known for one thing that happened in John 20, 24 through 29. And it's this, now Thomas, one of the 12, called the twin, was with them when Jesus, wasn't with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands and the marks and nails and place my finger in the mark of the nails, first of all, weird and aggressive, and place my hand in his side, I'll never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand and, and place it on my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who believe and have not seen me. And this is what earned Thomas the, the infamous nickname of Doubting Thomas, which I'm sure he's in heaven right now looking down being like, bro, it was one time, man. Like, I, get, cut me some slack. But this is what I love about Thomas and the lesson that we learned from him. And this is super important. Our doubt can be turned into devotion depending on our decision. I'll say that again. Our doubt can be turned into devotion depending on our decision. This is the thing, doubt has gotten a really bad rap, but I don't think that doubt is something that makes you less than. I don't think doubt is something that makes you less of a Christian than other people. Let me tell you the truth. Me, Pastor Corey, all these pastors that you look up to on Instagram, we all have doubts just like you do. Doubt is what makes us human, but this is the thing. I don't wanna like downplay doubt because I think that doubt can also be devastating. I got a lot of like, like duh, 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 whatever, hopefully it helps you remember. Doubt can be devastating. Doubt can be destructive. Doubt can be delicious. No. Uh, <laughs> seriously though, doubt really can be devastating when you allow doubt to take root in your heart and your mind. 
and you don't do anything with it. Or the decision that you make is this, I don't understand, so I give up. I don't get it, so I give up. That's the power of doubt, and that's why the enemy likes to use doubt, because a lot of it is just like, oh, this is too hard. This is too, this is too difficult. But this is the power of doubt. Doubt, when you make the right decisions, can be used against the enemy to create a deeper devotion in your life to God that you didn't have before. Because here's the thing. I think that God is big enough to handle our doubt. I think that God is big enough. Look, I said earlier, he's the creator of the universe. You don't think he could handle you having some questions about that? You want to know what separates Christianity from being a cult? And that's another one of those preconceived ideas that, that you heard that we were but isn't really true. A cult, I, I love watching cult documentaries. Dude, cults are so interesting. That's why I like the cults. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's not right. But cults are so interesting. And, and what they do is a lot of this thing called indoctrination where they tell you what to think, they tell you what to do, they tell you how to act, talk, walk, and, and, and if you ask any questions, you get um, a lot of times punished. Christianity is not a cult. There's no veil you can't look behind, right? There's no conversation that, that you could come up to me and Corey and be like, hey, but what about this? And we're like, whoa, sh keep your voice down. Other people might hear you, okay? I'm not allowed to say that here. God is big enough to handle your questions and to prove himself. And you know how I know this? Because all throughout scripture, it says this same thing. In Deuteronomy 4.29, it says it like this. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. There are countless scriptures that talk about the idea of seeking God, and that as you seek God, you will find him. And that's what I love about doubt. Is doubt, when you make the right decision, one of the best decisions you could make is to seek. Is when doubt comes in, don't give up, don't get frustrated, seek. Seek after God because I believe that as you seek God, you will find him. Don't take my word for it, bro. I, I grew up in this and so there was so much of this that I just knew my whole life. I knew about God my whole life but I didn't really genuinely begin to know God until I doubted. Until I really was like, well, why do we think that? Well, why do we say that? Well, why is it like this instead of like this? And instead of just having someone spoon feed me the information, I began to get into the word of God to study what it said and to seek after God for myself. And you know what? The craziest thing happened. As I sought God, I found him. That's why I am where I am today. That's why I am who I am today. Because I sought after God when those doubts came in. Seek God, I promise you. Seek God on your own. Jesus, like, like me and Corey, we're not traveling salesmen of Jesus. Jesus wasn't even a traveling salesman of Jesus. Jesus, like oftentimes people would gather around him and he would use the most aggressive language of like, bro, I don't think you want to do this. This is not going to be fun. You're going to die. Right? Like he was straight up about what people were getting themselves into. And I want you to know today, I'm not trying to, to sell you on this. Corey says it like this, if you could be talked into something, you could be talked out of something. So I don't want you to just, I'm not trying to convince you. I want you to seek God. But the Bible says this, seek God and you will find God. Not seek answers and you will find answers. That's another decision that you need to make. A decision to seek and a decision to stand. A decision to stand 
firm, a decision to stand in your faith, a decision to say, look, I don't have to understand everything. And that's not an easy decision to make. But you got to have faith regardless. I know Corey talked about this a little bit last week with the whole evidence thing. It takes just as much faith to believe that, that we are created by accident. I would argue it takes more faith to believe that, to, to believe that we were created with a purpose and by a purpose. And even as you really begin to look into science and, and their reasoning for things, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, well, why that? And they're like, because of this. Well, why that? Oh, because of this. Well, why that? Because of this. And then you get to this one point where you're like, well, why that? And they're like, I, I don't know. So, like, even, even the greatest science takes faith. And so you got to decide somewhere what you're going to put your faith in. And Remember, we are finite beings. Bro, there are things that I don't fully comprehend, like the Trinity, okay? The idea that, that we serve a God that is three in one. I, 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 can, I can kind of grasp it, but there's a point where, it, you know, where your wheels start spinning and where you're just like, uh, you, the, the smoke comes out of your ears and you're like, I don't get it, right? I don't understand the idea of forever. Bro, have you had those like late night thoughts where you're like, what is forever, dude? Oh, bro, forever? That's crazy. But then, like, the alternative to forever is just as trippy, like nothing. Don't get me started, okay? There are things I don't understand. The Bible talks about how there are, like, there's colors that we, we aren't going to see until we're in heaven. There are sounds that we aren't going to hear until we're in heaven because we are finite beings and we serve an infinite God. And so a lot of what you can do in your doubt is seek. And I believe you will find God. And I believe you will find answers. But there are places where you're going to come to a lack of understanding where you got to make a decision. What are you going to do? And that's what I've done in my own life. I've decided I'm going to stand in the face of my doubt, in the face of my confusion. Because not only is there evidence, not only is there facts, not only is there history that points to it. All of that's great. But when I come to the end of myself, what really gets me every time is the real relationship I've experienced with Jesus and the fact that I don't think anything on this world can compare to that. And you know what? If I get to the end of my life and I was wrong, I'm okay with it. If I get to the end of this journey, I will not regret one thing because I believe this with all my heart and it's made my life so much better. I don't feel like I'm lacking in anything by living the life that I'm living right now. The devotion that I have for God is what, what fuels me. I would not wanna be going through a global pandemic without believing in an all powerful God who is a healer. I'm telling you, there are things that I stand on, that I have seen, that I believe, and at the end of the day that I'm gonna say, that is what I build my life on. That is why I believe what I believe. And as you doubt what the enemy intended for evil, can create this devotion that as you saw it and as you stood has, has created you to be a person who is someone that is going to make a difference on your campus, someone that is going to change your home. Look, Thomas the doubter, he went on to preach the gospel in India, right, which was further than any disciple went. Thomas went to the ends of the earth to preach the good news of Jesus further than anyone else because he had this devotion that was birthed in his doubt. Don't feel bad about your doubt. Lean into it and say, I don't understand it all, but I'm going to seek and I'm going to stand because this is what I've been missing. I believe that relationship with Jesus is what you're looking for and it's offered to you right now tonight. And if you're ready to make a decision to enter into relationship with Jesus, this is the good news. All you got to do is say yes. You don't have to have a plan together. You don't have to have it all figured out very much like the disciples. He meets you where you are. 
He meets you in your prejudice. He meets you when you're racist. He meets you even knowing that, that three years down the line you're going to betray him. He meets you knowing that you sell him out for 30 pieces of silver every time he meets you and he says, come with me. Follow me. Enter into relationship with me. And he's ready to do that with you tonight. And if you're watching this right now and you're ready to enter into this relationship, I'm going to pray a prayer for all of us. And I just ask that, that you, as I pray, maybe you pray with me. Maybe you lift your hands. Maybe you just say, God, I'm ready. Whatever that looks like. But you accept and step in to relationship with this Savior. God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that you are the creator of everything. You have all power and authority in your name. God, that you didn't have to do any of this, but you did because you loved us. You desired relationship with us to the point that you paid the price that we rightfully deserve. You atoned for the sin that was ours, knowing that still we would choose that sin over you constantly. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your relationship. It is why I believe what I believe. And I pray right now for the students watching this tonight that are entering into relationship with you for the first time, that, that maybe they, they didn't even believe in you when we started this. And now maybe the, the first step is just saying, ah, maybe he's there. What's going to hurt from, from, from seeking him? What's going to hurt from, from saying yes to this? God, I pray that you would do in them what you have done to me and to so many others, reveal yourself. God, as they seek you, let them find you, just like you said would happen. Let them experience this relationship for themselves and let them experience how fulfilling it is. The fact that it is so much better than anything they were trying to fill their life with. Let everything the world has to offer pale in comparison to you. God, I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your love. Let this be the first day of a life-changing journey of walking with you. And God, let, let the doubts that come in lead to questions that, that maybe they send to their leaders or to Corey or to conversations where, where we, we, we don't let it stop us, but that we let it grow a devotion for you that we never had before to where we can impact and change our worlds in ways we never imagined. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Man, that was an amazing, amazing message. I know the comments were going off. Hey, I just want to, I just want to challenge you guys, like, um, with what Elliot was saying, with, with doubt and with uh, um, pursuing God. Tonight, I, I for anybody on the other side of this camera, on the other side of this screen, who you've been struggling with doubt, and maybe tonight, this was the first moment that you said yes to God, that you said yes to Jesus. And maybe right now, even having said yes, you're sitting there thinking, what did I just get myself into? I remember I, I thought the same thing at that, at that Christian club at my high school my freshman year. What did I just get myself into? And I do not do this often, but once in a while, it's on my heart, and I say it. And I'm going to say it tonight. Here's my challenge. Here's my dare for you. Seek God for the next 90 days, three months, 
and see if he doesn't show up in your life. This is how much confidence I have in my God, in my Savior, that he is so real and that he will make himself so evident in your life, that he will show himself so real in your life, that if you would just seek him, put aside all the prejudice, man, push through the doubt. I love what Ellie was saying. I I wrote down when it comes to doubt, doubt is the difficult road, but I'm not going to take the easy way out. Do not take the easy way out because of what Twitter says, because of what Instagram says, because of what your friends said, because of what your crazy cousin said. That cousin's crazy anyways. Don't listen to him. But man, seek God and seek him, man. Seek him for the next 90 days. What is 90 days compared to eternity? Is it, is it not the most rational? The, the, does it not make so much sense to give it a shot? I don't know that I've even ever said this to you, Amber, but I know one of the things that, um, one of the things I want said at my funeral, at my memorial service, is to any and every one of my family members, friends, and loved ones who don't know Jesus. I want it said at my funeral, give Jesus a shot. Give him a chance. Because I believe that he is so real, he will show up. And if you made that decision tonight, it is the best decision that you've ever made with your entire life. There's a lot of decisions in my life that I have regretted. This one, the one you made, is not one that I regretted, man. It has been an adventure. It has been amazing. Has it been difficult? Sure. Has there been highs and lows? Absolutely. But I'll tell you this, man. It is the best decision I've ever made with my entire life. But here's the thing. It's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning of the journey. And like me at 15 years old, you're probably asking yourself, what did I just get myself into? to. Well, hey, we don't have all the answers, but we got a little bit. We've been uh, around here. We've been walking with Jesus for a while and and just in relationship with him. Um, through that, we've developed what we call the next seven days. Really, it's uh, seven videos designed to be watched one a day for the next week. And what they're designed to do is just to help you in the first steps of your faith journey. Now, I promise you this, they will bless you. They will help you. Um, you can get them in a really, really, really easy way. All you got to do, go to our Instagram at bridge YTH underscore and just DM us the words next seven. We'll take care of the rest and get these to you. We feel obligated to get those to you, man. We feel like it's our responsibility to help uh, you kick off this first week of your faith journey. Man, one more time. Can we give it up for Elliot in the comments all over, man? Go check him out on on his Instagram. Go check out Edge Youth, man. He is family to us. No, no, you're supposed to leave it on. Hey, did Elliot not look good in the black and silver? Come on now. Hey, we love you guys. We back you. Right now, we're getting into our house party connect groups. Hop in there. Connect group leaders, they got some questions from Elliot. They're ready to hang out with you guys. Stay uh, connected with us on social media. We're doing stuff every single day. And don't miss Sunday morning online church. We love you, Bridge Youth. We'll catch you later.